नमो ब्रह्मादिभ्यो ब्रह्म विद्या संप्रदाय कर्तृभ्यो वंश ऋषिभ्यो महद्यो नमो गुरुभ्य शंकर शंकराचार्यम केशव बादरायण सूत्रभाषिकृत वंदे भगवत ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मी मूर्तिद विभागिने व्योमवद्याप्तहाय दक्षिणामूर्त नम शांति मंत्र ओपनिषदिरातेमयू शांति 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 हरिगुरुभ्यो नम कंटिन्यूंग द छोक उपनिषद चैप्टर सिक्स वी इन द लास्ट क्लास सो वर् Uddalaka Aruni was explaining to his son Swetaketu based on the sixty hours Jagrat Upna Sushupti waking dream and deep sleep in that the Sushupti hours the Supati Supat Supati Supati which means the deep sleep. So, sum api to bhavati is a word used to explain what is deep sleep. Sum means oneself. Api to means to attain or merge with oneself. So, sum api to is sopiti, and sopiti is the deep sleep word in Sanskrit. Or sushupti is another word. Is a is a synonym. So. the chantokya upanishad is bringing out a lot of examples in the coming sections starting from 9th onwards to the 16th till the end of this chapter different examples from our day to day experience helping us to understand how we can utilize these examples in our day to day life to drive in home the same point what the upanishad wanted us to understand from the beginning onwards where the beginning the upanishad said that just as mud itself is appearing as different mud or the mud vessels etc or gold as multiple gold ornaments etc in the same way sat is the one which is now we are what is we experience as the world of multiplicity including the observer that is what in the last section when udalaka aruni told his son tatvamasi aitadatmyam idam sarvam all these what you see as the world of objects aitadatmyam the the essence of all them idam sarvam of all these things tat satyam it is that truth which 
from the beginning itself agre asid what was there in the beginning sadeva soumya idavangra asid is how he started it. so that sat or that truth or that existence there is no difference between when we use the same word for different meaning the word is the same so depending upon the context we have to take the meaning the truth is that which never changes so that sat the existence has never become anything else other than existence it remains always as existence so we can call it as also satyam tat satyam sa atma that is your atma that is what you are what you call as yourself aham this aham or this i which word we all use for our transactional purpose we are not transacting as a body mind or intellect or the sense organs or our organs of action there is a entity which is the driving force or the entity behind the the apparatus called the human body that entity is nothing other than either atma midam sarvam tat satyam sa atma that is the atma you have to understand then that is the time when shwetaketu asks father bhuye eva maam vitnyapayetu please can you explain it to me i am not able to correlate that when you say that this is what the, the it is everybody is the same i am finding the difference that i am there you are my father i am seeing my relatives my co-students and multiplicity of animals birds tree and everything how come that you are saying that they are all from the same sat only how did how can i understand that even if you have made me understand that in the way in with the in the deep sleep when we all abandon our identification with whatever nomenclature name and form we have we all become one and the same in the deep sleep but how do i know but in my transaction when i am waking up and when i am interacting in my world of operations and that is my day to day life i am not able to resolve this equation what you have been telling me or the solution what you have told me till now how do i understand that bhuye eva maam vitnyapayetu please explain to me again so the father starts explaining with different examples from our day to day experience to understand that how one can become a beholder of this knowledge without being you know having any doubt on the on the on the very teaching what the upanishad has been telling till now so to drive in that point the ninth section onward till the 16th section we will go through one by one not much to talk about but the examples are very very clear and driving we have to see it from the examples point of view don't go by the the details of the example the moral or the essence of that example is more important than the narration because there are times when people hang on to the words and that is the reason why people are not able to see the the message of the upanishad 
when you are hanging on to the words then your words are more important than the message of the operation so do please don't give in uh, a, a lopsided attention to the words sometimes you know these opinions which is which were written many years ago may not have the modern knowledge so they may have used what was known to them so that is not the reason why we the, the, you know for us to get you know derailed from the essence of the operation so here in the ninth section it's the father starts yada saumya dear son madu madhukruto nistishtati nistishtanti nanatyayanam rikshanam rasan samavaharam ekatam dasayan gamayanti te yata tatrana vivekam labande amuhyayam rishyasya raso asmiti evameva khalu saumya sarve prajaha sadi sambadhya naviduhu sadi sambadhyamaya iti now this this actually the two two mantras included in it yada saumya my dear son just as madu madhukruto nistishtanti madhukrutah means the honey bees madu is honey nistishtanti is with all you know effort and desire they accumulate from multiple trees and deposit in one place istantistanti nanatyayanam mean different types of vrikshanam or different type of trees the flowers from which the trees are there rasan means the 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 juice from these trees the flowers have got the juice but the juice by itself is not honey that is converted into honey when the bees take it inside their mouth deposit it into their beehive and when they mix together that is the time we get the honey properly samavaharam means to bring all of them from the multiple sources into one deposit ekadam gamayanti they this multiplicity from the multiple trees the essence of the flowers or the juice from the flowers when they all are merged into one gamayanti you get what is called the honey yadate tatra aham amushya vrishasya rasaha asmi aham amushya vrishasya rasaha asmi iti vivekam nalabande in that state when it has become the honey in the beehive even the the bee which has brought in that juice and essence into the deposit or the storage cannot segregate the the juice is from this tree or that tree or any other tree that segregation the multiplicity which that it has accumulated cannot be reversed by those honey bees for them also this is a storage and deposit only so 
when you cannot reverse that the vivekam nalabande they don't have the knowledge that knowledge is not possible because if it is available they definitely will be able to segregate that maybe the trees are of the same nature it can be all you know uh, apple trees or mango trees or any other any trees but each tree has got a separate juice which is being accumulated from each flower it is being accumulated but once it has all gone together it is not possible for them to understand this is come from that tree or that flower like that evameva khalu ima sarva prajaha in the same fame same nature evameva khalu it is indeed in the same funks facts you know function or the method ima sarva praja all these creations which you are seeing today in the world sadi sambadhya sadi sambadhyam na viduhu sadi sambadhyam aheti sadi means in the truth or in the sat or in that existence sambadhya means having merged in that sadhi sambadhya mahe iti na viduhu when they merge together in the state of deep sleep the father sleeps the son sleeps the mother sleeps or the relative sleep or the city sleeps or the whole you know neighborhood is sleeping in the deep sleep there is no distinction between one another just this to drive in this example that that is the state of the oneness from where the everything comes out later the next mantra is very clearing the very explaining that that aspect so when we all merge in our deep sleep there is no difference between the deep sleep of each one of us in the absolute deep sleep that is the state where we are being told in the previous chapter that we are all merging into that state in our swapiti swam apito bhavati we become one with our nature that nature of a person his father or mother or brother daughter son all of them do not have segregation or separatedness when they are in that state because they don't even identify with the body nor they know where they are sleeping no they have any 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 sort of identification which can make them segregate from the rest of the world no that is exactly what that vivekam na labante almusya rasasya rasahadi just as the honey once it is all become into the he behave you one cannot segregate which flower has given which rasa into that it is one unified rasa same way here also there is a rasa is that which is uniform for all those things so sadhi sambadhya naviduhu sadhi sambadhya mahe this is a very often quoted portion of reference for shankaracharya in all his commentary and appears many times in the brahma sutra bhashya also sadhi sambadhya 
having one with sambadhya means having merged with sat sati means in sat having merged with sadhya sambadhya na viduhu vidu means to know there is no knowledge sadhi sambadhya mahe we have merged into one's one truth that we is not there therefore we have merging also not known we all remain in the pure existence without any way to even identify who we are there is no we no i no creation no dissolution nothing it is a pure form of sat existence i do exist that i also is not there it is just mere existence in its pure form is how it is being seen there now the natural question can come from the from the sun that is true that i i can imagine if i think about my deep sleep i did not know where i was i had no knowledge but how do i know that all others are also having the same experience how how are they then when they are coming back suppose if you say that we are all together in this house but when we go out to different direction one goes to the school one goes to the shop another goes to his office so we all know that from where we have come we have a knowledge if that is there then how come when we wake up from our deep sleep we are not knowing from where we have come there should if we all have gone into that state where we all have become one but that is that is not the same case when we all go to different places so we all say from this house uh, my father went to office my son went to school my daughter went to college and i am going to my shop like that we all go to different directions but we know that we are come from one house so we know where we have come from why is that we are not knowing from where we have come into this world or into the existence to drive in this answer the next mantra says ta iha vyagro va simho va murko va varaho va kido va patango va damsho va masako va yad yad bhavati tada bhavanti te iha te means these iha means in this world vyagrova let it be a tiger simhova let it be a lion brukova let it be a wolf varohava let it be a let it be a pig kidova let it be a fly patangova let it be a butterfly damshahava let it be a you know what you call uh, the the house fly masakova let it be a mosquito let that be anything from the smallest of the animal to the ferocious lion or anything is we given the example of the animals yatyat bhavati tattat abhavanti from where they all came into this even those animals all go to deep sleep yatyat bhavanti whatever they were before they went to deep sleep 
तत् आवंदी दे गो बैक टू दैट फॉर्म इन टू विच फ्रॉम कविंग कम फ्रॉम द इन टू द डीप स्लीप द appearance of the sim, uh, the lion the tiger the mosquito the butterfly everything is going back from that only now here the question can come how does then in that case this satyasit is the one which sadeva soumya idam agra asit aidat atmam idam sarvam take on their own uh, you know the it is the same uh, thing which has gone back to become the lion or the tiger or the mosquito that that aspect is still not very clear to me my father so how how do we uh, understand that sa yesha anima aidad atmam idam sarvam tat satyam sa atma tattvam isi shweta keto here he is said he not doesn't give an answer to that here in this one he goes to the next chap next section only is giving answer for that he is saying that it is the sat which all merged into one becomes the different animals as they are appearing in the waking again we can understand now from this from the next month the next section where the father says that ima saumya nadyaha purastat pratya syantate paschat pratyata samudra samudre vapiyanti sa samudra eva bhavati tata ta yatha tatrana viduhu aham asmi aham asmi iti evameva kalu saumya सर्वे प्रजा सदा आगत्य न विदुहु सदा आगच्छामह इति आगच्छामहे इति नाउ ही इज पुटिंग द रिवर्स ऑफ द केस फ्रॉम द सेम ओशन द सेम वाटर स्प्रेड ऑल ओवर द वर्ल्ड बिकम्स डिफरेंट नेम्स एंड फॉर्म्स आइदर रिवर्स ब्रूक्स स्नो cloud are in different forms and wherever they and they go and merge back into the same ocean in their lifetime they go back into the same ocean they never knew that it was that same ocean which is now known as the rivers or the snow or the brook or the stream or whatever may be the name in it which is there this cycle which is there when it is there it is merging when they go to the ocean and when from the ocean when they become the cloud and the rain and bring them rains and the lake or the river or the snow they do not know that they have come from the ocean and when they merge back into the ocean also they do not know that i was having such and such a name because the moment you merge into the ocean the name of the river is gone there is no more river of 
you know, Ganges or Nile or Amazon separate. The ocean is ocean. It doesn't have any name of the rivers in the ocean stage. So when it becomes the animals like Viagra, Mashaka, all those tiger, lion and the mosquito and the butterfly, they do not know from where they have come is similar to the rivers not knowing that it is the same ocean from where they have become the different water bodies. And when they go to deep sleep, the animals and the human beings go back to the deep sleep when they are in the state of the deepest sleep. They don't know, they, they don't remember their name, their form, their location, their nothing is remembered. Just as the river, when they merge back into the ocean, do not leave any, any symptom of the river what they were called by earlier. Such same is the case. Sarve prajaha sada agamya naviduhu sada agachamayaji. None of them are able to recollect and re-identify re their individual identity. This is exactly what happens again and again in our day-to-day -day life. When we go to the deep sleep, we are swam apito bhavati. We are become one, become, becoming one with our true nature. And when we wake up, just as you know, a person before going for shower removes all his garments and in the shower, when he comes, he wears back his whatever robe he was removed or the robe which is belonging to him, he wears it and he knows that it is my dress. Same way, when after having gone into the deep sleep, when the projection takes place into the waking, it is the mind and sense organ which are the ornament the, or what you call the 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 dress into which that body that appearance is taking therefore the identity with that uniform or the dress which is being worn makes you feel that you are so and so but when you removed all of them all your uh, your equipments or you know adjuncts your upadis what we call it as instruments of mind body intellect and the sense organ you did not have an identity of your own. You were in that deep sleep where you did not even know what was your identity. Even the idea of individuality was abandoned. And that state where you remained in the state of absolute, what you call non-perturbed, calm and pleasant and blissful state of deep sleep, no distractions or no segregation, no separation was ever felt by any one of us. Just as all the, you know, the mud and the rocks and everything which is carried by the river, once they merge into the ocean, in the ocean that river has no individuality left, that I am from such and such an ocean or I am some such and such a, you know, brook or in any sort of identity which we can make it. So when you lose the identity or the individuality is because you don't identify yourself with the name and form of the river. Same way the name and form of a lion, tiger or mosquito or fly is 
and the human being is surrendered when you enter to the deep sleep state. And when the moment we wake back, it is not the same water which has gone from Ganges, which is becoming the Ganges again. No, it is the ocean which was always one and only. That is what is becoming the ocean of Ganges or Amazon or Nile or whatever name you want to give it. So the water by by taking the flow in the in the in the country of India, you call it as Ganges. The same water after merging with the ocean can become the water of Nile or Amazon or Danube or any 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 of the rivers. That doesn't make that water different. What is making the difference is the name and form which that water body gets a name like Ganges or Nile or Amazon like etc. Same is the case when from the deep sleep that Sat, that consciousness, individual Sat is Ananda Brahma, when it is projected through the bodies of the tiger, the lion, the human being, the mosquito, the fly, we appear as multiple, the trees or anything for that matter. So we have to understand that it is very clear from the examples the Upanishad is saying that there are two aspects of the same thing with your thing. When when it is projected, we become the different entities like the tiger, etc. But when the reverse, etc., when merge back into the same ocean, loses its name and form and the identity, same way. These animals and human beings with the different names and forms and shapes and everything, when we all merge into the deep sleep or after death, merge into that Sat, there is no separatedness there. That is only one and this, only one and only one. Ekameva Dutiyam Brahma. Sadeva Soumya Idamangirahasi. That was the form in before the projection took place into the waking. Now we can now even consider the same thing when we are looking from the waker projecting into the dream. Our own, each one of us can ex experiment or try it in our own mind that when we are projecting the dream and the world of dream in from the mind, in the mind with the memories of the waking and added, you know, the operational aspects of the dream of subtleness. There are individuals in the dream, animals in the dream, food, trees, flies, lion, tiger, snake, whatever may be there in the dream. Where did they all take their name and form? What was the consciousness or the awareness with which we are understanding that is the only one and only one only. And the same, same consciousness is enjoying them as a dreamer in the dream. It is the same way that Sat, which has projected the diamond, the tiger, the trees and everything in our waking, has projected you and me as wakers our, in our waking experience and we are enjoying the world. There is no difference between the tiger, the mosquito, the lion, the fly and you and me. It is all coming from the one source. This is what God, the Uddhalakaruni is wanting to drive to the mind of Shweta Ketu, his son. 
सिंहो वा वृको वा वराहो वा कीटो वा पतंगो वा दंशो वा मशगो वाद्यदी तदावर मे बी देप देवर दर् बिफोर मर्जिंग इन टू दीप स्लीप स्टेट वेन दे वेन इट इज बीइंग प्रोजेक्टेड बैक इट इज इट इज ओनली देर इज ओनली वन सत इट इज अपियरिंग एज मेनी ोवाशो <laughs> Mashagova, whether the fly, lion, tiger, or housefly, or even the mosquito, tattad bhavanti. It is that tat satyam saatma, and that is tattomasiswete goto, which you are also that. It is not the tiger is only made by that. No, even you are made by that. Tadtomasiswete goto, you are also that. Booyayeva magwan jitnya vidu. Please explain to me again. because i am not still not able to completely understand this please explain to me again so that in the 11th section he says okay now look at that big tree the banyan tree in front of us asya saumya mahato vrikshasya yo mole abhyahanya jeevan savet यो मध्ये जीवन स्रवेत, यो अग्रे जीवन स्रवेत, जीवनो आत्मना अस्य महता वृक्ष ट्री मूले या let us assume that if you are you know if you are using an axe and making a cut in the board and the root of the and the bottom of the tree you will find that there is a liquid flowing from that area and later you will found find that there are small branches or sprouts which are coming from that broken that place where it is which shows that there is life there in that spot also as long as that this tree is being there if you do it in the middle of the tree also you will find the same if you do it in the tip of the tree also you will find that there is the juice coming out from that and then there is a potency that this new branches can spring off from that spot where you have made the cut so what does it mean that in all these things the jeevan sravet it is the life force which is there in that in that tree when it is there when it is being used sayesha jeevana atmana anuprabhutaha pepiyamana modavana tishtanti the tree of that nature is being occupied entirely by atma jeevena atmana the atma now is being called life inside the tree the life is not separate atma is not separate please understand 
Jeevena Atmana, Atma in the form of life or in the tree. Vepiyamana, taking the nourishment from the earth on which it is standing and it is allowing itself to grow continuously even when you cut it and the root or middle or the top the the fluid is the the juice which is coming out is the indication that there is a life in it because otherwise liquid will not flow from a tree it shows that the tree has a life there and you also see sprouts coming from that spot when it is being cut so which shows that the same atma which is there in the form of tiger lion mosquito time you and me is there present even in the tree so don't think that only the living beings have got life even the tree has life and you should understand that even that is from the sat only which has come become that sadisambadhya naviduhu sadisambadhyamahe it is that sat which we are not knowing that it is the one which is being projected here again and seeing as trees it is not only trees it is there in every atom of life which is there in this world so this example is being shown that that not only the human the life is there even in the living beings but it is there even the inanimate objects asya ek edekam ancha jeevo jahatyadha sasyushyati dudiyan jahatyada sasyushyati tridiyan jahatyada sasyushyati sarvam jahati sarvah sushyati now you cut off one branch of the tree from any part of that what you cut off that portion becomes dry and the leaves will wither away it will become a dry log dudiyan jahadi if you do a second one that also will if you do the whole thing tree take cut it from the bottom where it cannot take the water again from the earth the life energy which is being propagated from the roots the tree becomes a dead log a dead wood so what it shows that that life is always being proposed supported by from the word it is the source it is there it is support it is depending upon same way our appearances in the waking and the dream is we are living as long as we are connected with that sat in the intervening period we become we become energized and come back to the operations of waking and dream evameva khalu somya vidithi ovacha jeevap jeevapetam vaava khiledam riyate va jeevo riyate iti sa eva sa eya esha esho anima aitadatmam idam sarvam tat satyam ீவாபேதம் 
this body of yours and mine is dying when jiva namriyate iti siddhi like the cutting of the tree the branch you knew the branch only died not the tree same way if a mosquito is dead or if a tiger is dead or a human being is dead the life is not dying only the body which is which with which was being propitiated or nurtured by life that is what is getting withered away as a dead thing not the life by itself itihahu vacha that is what the utalaka said and we know that eva meva anima aitad atme vidam sarvam tat satyam atma tattvam asishyate keto so this is how you have to understand that what is the tat now then what is the life atma this atma is becoming a life to show what it is udalaka is taking the one more example which is of that the banyan tree he is telling in the in the 12th section nyadhrogada phalamada ahadayati idam bhagavati bhinditi bhinnam bhagavayiti kimatra pasyati ಅನ್ವಯೋರ್ go and bring it so he says idam bhagavaiti here it is my my father bhinditi you you cut it bhinnam bhagavaiti yes here i have i have cut it into kimatra pasyasiti what are you seeing there anve ima dana bhagavaiti i can see many small small much smaller than the mustard seed multiple you know small small seeds in it danaha it means grains i can see that asamam gaikam bhinditi you take one of the grains of that and break it binnam bhagavaiti okay i have broken it here my father kimatra pasyasiti what are you seeing there nakinchana bhagavaiti i don't see anything because it is so small i cannot see anything with my eyes that is what the exercise he is saying so the next line next mantra tamho vacha the udalakaruni sai yambai soumya kyamani banamanam na nibhalas nibalayasa etasya vai soumya esho anima evam mahan nigrodastatishtati shraddaswa somyeti shraddaswa attend please attentively listen to this my son samho vacha he said his to shetaketu yam etam animanam whatever is the minutest thing which you are not able to not even see with your eyes in the smallest of the grains nanibalayasevai what you cannot be seen by your naked eye soumya 
ஏதஸ்ய அணிம்னா வை தட் ஆட்டம் அட்டோமிக் சைஸ் ஆஃப் த கிரெயின் இன்சைட் த கிரெயின் பட் யூ ப்ரோக்கேட் ஈஸ் த காஸ் இவம் மகான் ஏஷ நிக்ரோதா திஷ்டதி Today standing as this banyan tree in front of you is that which you cannot see, we could not see even with your naked eye when you broke the smallest grain of that inside the fruit. You have to understand that such a small insignificant grain when it is broken, what you could not see by your naked eye is what you are seeing as the the huge banyan tree in front of our kutia or our our place where you are seeing it you have to see you have to understand it very carefully why because what is being projected as life inside the tree when you cut each of the branches you didn't see life being broken you sought that because it was broken that the log became dry and it withered away and became a dead log you could not see with your naked eye the life which was flowing through that branch when it was attached to the tree eva meva in the same fashion this whole world is attached to that essence sat which is permeating and percolating and spread all over the world of creation in the fame of name and form vacharam bano vikaram namadeyam mrtikateva satyam it is all the only what you are calling it is by different names and forms and you are calling it by lion tiger human being face tree and etc etc but it is all that one which could not be seen with the eyes which is there in every one of them and that cannot be seen with the eyes or cannot be known with any of the sense organs sayeshanima vai tadaita atme vidam sarvam tat satyam sa atma tattvam asishveta geto iti bhuya eva ma bhagavan vidnyapati tadasyometi hovaja so that anima sayesha anima that that minutest thing which cannot be even grasped by intelligence sense organs or mind taidad atmavidam sarvam it is that which is now appearing as a huge cosmos with the sun the stars and the multiple you know galaxies and everything in front of you like that the juice inside the grain of a smallest of that grain which is today standing as a big huge tree in front of us the that same thing has become the huge tree same way that such which anima it is the minutest of the minutest is today aida datme vidam sarvam is the essence of all that what you can when going that you are interacting with the world as this cosmos or this world of experience whether it is waking or dream doesn't matter tat satyam that is the sat or that is the truth which is present in each and atom of 
every thing which you can identify including yourself sa atma that is your atma you are also that tad tomasi shwetaketo that is what you have to understand that you are not separate from anything everything in the world is nothing but your own essence in a different name and form you may think it as different with the name like a tiger lion or a tree or a human being or a another human being or a tree or a mountain or river everything every existence every creation in this world is having the same essence with which you are also made you are also part of that anima that atomic or that minutest of the minute anoraniya and mahatomahiya form which is now taking different shapes it can take this galaxy shape or it can appear as the smallest of the grain in the fruit of a tree of banyan tree it doesn't need to it is not different in either case in both these cases that ever that is only truth which is permeating in every atom of this life but when you look at the names and forms they appear to be multiple in nature once you know your own nature what is tad tumasi sa atma that is why that again the again that tat satyam sa atma means our atma that is the sat what we call it as ourself or our our reality not the name and form of the mind and body and the intellect with which we are transacting our essence is the same sat taidat atmamidam sarvam it is the atma of sarvam everything is of the same nature everyone when they resolve that is why in the deep sleep when we are all go to the deep sleep we all become one with that sat there is no we there the we is removed like a cloth or a ornament or a robe before we enter into that state and when we come back we are putting it back again so we feel that there is a connectivity between the you know the previous day and today because it is it is in the body that the previous day and today is happening not in your essence in your essence there is no space there is no time if the space and time was existing you would have known it in your deep sleep that is not there so the time and space of your waking is different that from the dream and both these time and space and the, the objects which you interact in that waking and the dream is not there in our deep sleep just as all the rivers and the other things lose their identity and merge into one ocean where they cannot be segregated how it is there and it is not the same water which becomes again the ganges or the amazon or the nile it is it is the ocean with the water in the ocean is only one and only sadeva soumya idam agrahasi ekameva adyutiyam brahma that is the ekameva adyutiyam non dual one and only one atma that that is in the form of existence which was there in the beginning which is now being seen as the multiple names and forms in the, in the world which includes you tat satyam sa atma tattvam asishvetagedo that is the your own nature you are also and please understand that is your own nature with this i talk today's uh, series
and we will continue that in the next Wednesday. There are another four more sections to be discussed, which we will be doing this in the coming week, Wednesday. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyate Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Sri Guru Namaha Hari Om Thank you. Dhanyavada. Thank you, Bintoji. That was wonderful. I feel sometimes that the classes, uh, the passages that we read, they 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 miss something that's uh, really impactful. But uh, at least for me, today's uh, scripture was very meaningful. So that was great. I don't know if anyone on the speakers panel wants to uh, bring up anything, but. Uh, and hand raising is open, so if you're down in the audience, uh, don't be shy. Mendo's here uh, to answer all of your questions related to the Upanishads and this one in particular. So don't be shy, just come up and uh, have a chat. You're more than welcome. Please feel free and comfortable to come up. All questions are welcome. Uh, it's such an abstract uh, thought process. And uh, uh, even though, like, you know, for example, atoms and all that is not really important. But at, in a sense, I think, like, you know, the Rishis convey that uh, that idea that, like, you know, look, everything is here in this kind of thing. And uh, that's actually there as a fact, you know, in one of the Upanishads is something. Uh, I really, uh, my heart is filled with that uh, joy, actually, uh, you know. We should, I don't know why, you know, we should really give importance to abstract thought process as opposed to, you know, observation-based thought process. And uh, it really shines in all this lecture. Thank you so much. Thank you. Namaste, Niti. Yeah, hello, hello, Binduji. Thanks for the beautiful session. And it was really uh, beautiful to, we have to think about the, the things which you have said so the doubt which i'm having is um, no it's always uh, good right to be in deep sleep why the sat decided to, to have this appearance happening because it's always blissful to be in that uh, state of nirguna right this is a standard question which comes up every time if deep sleep is the reality why the waking and you know the problems of life, why, why should we go through that? This is where you have to really understand what Advaita is talking about. If it has really become, then your question has got a validity. If you remember the initial stages, when in the initial classes where it said, Sat, when it, you know, Akamayata, like Tejo Aikshata, Teja has Aikshata, Apam Aikshata, Apa Annam Aikshata. So they are all as a projections only, like the reflections of sun in water. The sun has never become the, the multiple, you know, reflections in different water bodies which we have seen. 
it can be a gutter where the sun is reflecting or it can be the ganges water where the reflection is taking place the sun is never affected by that it is the body with which we feel that you know these things are happening but are we the body you can see your body your every aspect of your body you can be aware of it right from your mind emotion thoughts and feelings onwards to your at most external activities you can see it as an observer that means you are not the one which is going through them you are using them but when you the moment you forget it and identify your individuality you think that you know i am happy i am sorrow the happiness and sorrow are the nature of the mind not yours like the sun has never become happy or unhappy by falling in a gutter or in a in a clean water right same way you the essence the atma has never become contaminated by that it is the appearance of the body but when we do not know what is our true nature and we identify with the body then your question becomes valid so your question becomes valid only if that had been a really become the atma has become dirty or happy or dukkha nalipyade bahya dukkena is what the shastra says whatever is seen outside it doesn't touch that in fact whatever happens in the waking is really not happening to you because you are using your mind and the body to experience your waking you are feeling that the waking is happening the problems of waking is yours look whether you is it happening to you really when your body is different your mind is different your thoughts are different you can see you can know it so the knower of this mind and body and intellect are different from them so whatever happens for the mind and body and intellect is it really happening to you so if you are looking from a sakshi bhava you can disassociate them this is what exactly what krishna also says in that trishudan that you know uh that they know I have nothing to gain or lose in the Trishu Lokeshu. But yet, I appear to be present in the, in the world for that purpose. The appearance doesn't make me real. It is only for Nanama. I have nothing to gain or nothing to lose. That attitude will come when you know that you are not the body, mind and intellect. so the question of why did it become deep sleep leave it and come here for that the mantukya say no esha devasya swabhavah this is the nature of the awareness to project the projection is not a mistake just like the you know the reflection is not a pro- is a mistake but the reflection when it is saying that the reflection is bad then that attribution is superimposed onto the light which is reflecting it the light never gets contaminated and that is the way we have to understand it yeah thanks thanks bindu ji do you bindu do you use the i don't you don't use the word sat very often i don't hear it used very often but is it is it comfortable to to interchange uh sat atman brahman in the same uh in the same way yeah you can use that sat chit and ananda are the three indicative words used for 
negating the Brahman or Atman. So you can use any one of the word that the, the desired object is only one and only one. This is really kind of cool because it's, you know, this is that I may be off a little bit, but the Asparsha Yoga, but the revelation that we came when you were speaking is, is that it's, um, that that sat is, is a part from, in that sense, that from the doing, you're reading, you're, you're, the, the sat has no, contact with with the activity of you know of the reading of the Upanishad that that in a sense that there's the the so-called activity that's you know that seemingly happening and the sat is apart from from that is that an awkward way of of, of presenting that idea in fact, it is all happening in Sat only. That is the way to look at it. Right. You cannot segregate segregate these yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Namaste, Jay. But the seeming yeah. activity of it, the activity that you know that we observe when we, we drive, you know, to the the market or or whatever. There's a, um, I guess, in a way that the activity itself is. Um, isn't you can't you can't separate the act the the so-called activity from from that sat either in that way but it's there's nothing that there's nothing that here that's the way to to put it is that that sat that atman is not actually doing anything that's the way to to understand it so when you say the activity is the that word <laughs> is okay is indicating that it is also by that sat only the activity also can exist. Explain that again. Say that again. You are saying the activity is experienced or activity is there in the experience or is happening. So the word is is mandatory for that experience or the activity to be existing. So that existence in of the activity cannot be separated from the existence from which everything else is existing. The activity is a name and form given to a, you know, what you call movement or any effect taking place of things which has got existence. So the existence goes along with the activity. You cannot have a a dog running without the existence of the dog residing in the dog. The running is not independent of the dog, is part of the dog's activity. So when you are seeing the running of the dog is the, the activity of the dog has got the dependency on the dog itself and the dog itself is in is depending upon the existence of the dog. So the, the running is not separate from the existence of the dog. So how will you separate that activity is separated uh, activity? No, it is it is mandatory that existence in existence only all these things happen. So I have one uh, kind of one thing to point out here. So basically, you know, 
there are two ways to look at it one is to say that the dog is really there and then it is running but actually what has happened is that we already like you know took some version of reality we created a model out of it called dog and then we assigned that the dog can do this do that and all like a conceptual kind of set of things but this is actually uh, in my opinion not what reality is because in reality the very first attribute is existence and like a movie screen you know like a dog exists just like that without really dog being a dog uh, you know and it's just a kind of like you know splash of colors or whatever five senses that we can see so here we should not even assume that there is something in the dog's body it is like a more like a virtual reality where you know if you cut the body you will of course fill in the details in that but if you don't cut it they only have to show the surface of the body and therefore existence basically will tell you what exists at that point of time and now the next moment the existence will show you slightly different version where small movement has happened you know apparently movement has happened but for existence it is just a creating an existence so it's a series of existences but what the mind does is like it creates a thing out of it and then it says that like you know the reality is happening i mean the dog is running and so on and so on so a totally different reality is created in the mind uh, so this is at least my interpretation coming from the projection model of reality uh, i don't know whether reality is like that but at least a totally different way of explaining reality the reality cannot be nomenclatured and defined and pigeon hold saying this is reality from where it is coming no it is present in every atom which is not visible with even with the naked eye or even with the today's modern uh, you know equipments they are still not been able to find out what is the reality of the even at the smallest of the smallest particle what they want to find out but it exists so what but, advaita is not going into the material advaita is not going into the material aspects or the the look or the definition of that it is say it is only saying that all these things have got a precursor called only if there is existence rest of the thing can fall in place and that existence is the fundamental reality which by names and forms you have made it is multifarious cosmos or universe or activity or colors or mind and intellect and everything is out of that only yeah but uh, but when you kind of say that it exists existence is a first property of anything that means the thing you know is not really there no before the existence thing cannot be there and existence brings about that thing out there isn't it that is how it should be right no the existence itself is now being called a thing right but existence is still a prerequisite no you you are not un- you, you know you are not understanding the existence existence as per what is being told by the advaita you are you are your existence you are thinking from the point of view of an object existing it is not that existence what is being told by advaita as a reality the existing as a name and form is a subsequent stage when you are brought in the name and form imagine the pot the pot had an existence in the name and form when you are using the pot 
but before the existence of the pot came into existence the same existence of the pot was existing in the mud as a lump of mud so that lump of mud but then we'll also have the pot then no 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 you don't have to that's why i'm saying even when it is a lump of clay the existence but, but, is there even in the lump of clay correct correct see that's what is my point existence is a prerequisite see what are the alternatives let's say that you know somebody uses substratum as a substratum is like a, in a material which will make the things out of itself basically oh, okay and that material can expand it can contract and so on suppose somebody you know we we do try to use a substratum also as one of the models right but even substratum also has to first exist right so existence uh, see is existence a property of substratum our existence is what brings about the substratum means you know, that, you that, that, that that is what you are trying to say existence is not a property precisely you are i am telling the same thing binduji so i am saying because existence is a priori and it is all having all the freedom so it can take any shape size anything like that and then give you the properties later depending on how you want to see it and all but on its very lot of but we know the moment you see separatedness whatever you want to see when it means you are separating it out of existence it is not possible can you now i'll tell you define me how will you understand the existence of space think about it no that is the limitation of the mind because mind cannot capture space as existence it can only uh, you know in a relative sense it under, understands what space is okay or rather it thinks it understands but actually uh, it's a concept which ultimately cannot be really captured by the mind because mind is programmed to capture only the things and so on right no but mind mind get an idea about mind, mind, is, right mind can mind is mind is superior than the space please understand that yeah yeah but mind doesn't exist mind mind doesn't exist mind doesn't exist in space space exists in the mind so mind is to be subtler than the space no, no i understand but we we cannot represent it is my point it is it is seen and meaning like in its it is subtle that, it is ah, seen that, that it you know that, that is exactly i want bring to you to that condition that if you bring any example which is measurable definable or you know categorized with adjectives it is falling short of the explanation of the reality it can never be done by these examples what it is that is why upanishad itself is using multi ex multiple example that it is not the examples by itself is an answer for it example is not the exemplified what is exemplified is beyond through the example you have to go beyond the what is to be what is with the where the mind cannot yeah where the mind cannot reach so don't we have got a formation always to breed develop a model and explain everything using a model methodology that model methodology will only take you up to the boundaries of physicality this is beyond physicality so there the model also will lose its own its own stand you cannot you know take it beyond the model using a model methodology
Vinod, I was trying to understand what you meant by existence so I could follow the conversation. Do you mind just giving a quick definition for what you're referring to when you say existence? See, uh, let's say that I, I say something is there, the chair is there. Now, there's no problem in understanding that to you, right? Because you can visualize that chair and so on. But the prerequisite for that visualization is it exists. In some way, it exists. And it exists for me and it exists for you, right? And because it exists, then you are able to perceive it, right? The question is whether it is a chair that exists or whether there is something else like existence which is seen as chair by the observer. You know, there is a difference in what kind of saying. Because when you say a chair exists, then you are first bringing chair, you know, out of nowhere. And then you say, okay, earlier it didn't exist, now it is existing. Okay. And now you can see that chair. Okay. And then like, you know, I can remove the chair and say, see, now it is not existing. That is how the mind thinks. Because mind, for mind, existence is a secondary kind of concept. Right? It always assumes the existence to come later. It always presupposes that things are always there. You know, whether I know it or not, the, you know, New York is there, this thing is there, everything is there. And because of that kind of like, you know, assumption, the existence is itself supposed to be a property based on whether mind knows it exists or not, or somebody else tells you that it exists or not kind of a thing. So it makes existence independent of itself. Whereas in Advaita, the existence comes first. Okay. And you, you know, you are perceiving that existence at a much higher level and then the mind comes and then like that parallel the reality also comes and then the mind will do the information management as earlier again. Right. But the pre so there, there, you know, Yeah. There you have to understand that the concept of existence which the mind is now going to define as a property is not the existence which is being told or de defined as that the that reality which existed even before creation. No, but still we are still representing something. The question is no, no. whether we now, know. I'll ask you one question. Did you know what is existence in your deep sleep? Or did you can you deny your existence or did you know? Both your answer. In your deep sleep, what was? Can you deny your existence or did you know your existence or? No, if I take deep sleep as an experience happening in me, right, then this question, this, this, this is not a, this is an invalid statement. No. Because when the experience it's, happens. That is why right? it is not happening in you. Deep sleep is not happening in you. The waker thinks that it is happening as a state, but that is waker is only giving an explanation for unaccountable time which he could not account in the day waking or a dream so he calls that unaccountable time lapse as a deep sleep but not as an experience no that's correct that's why many things are interdependent so we have to be extremely careful when we even create a sentence out of our knowledge base because that sentence may be created with a wrong assumption or like wrong understanding of the reality and uh, this deep sleep, understanding deep sleep actually falls under that problem. If you normally use the mind, you know, sleeping for eight hours and all, invariably we go wrong. 
as far as I am concerned, there is awareness and there is awareness of deep sleep basically. Okay, and that is independent of time, right? That okay. is that's how for me it is. That's what that's what is more consistent view uh, for me, uh, right? Yeah, and you have to that's see also the, the reason. The state of deep sleep is beyond verbalization. You cannot verbalize it. Because there is no term, terminology which can be used for that state. It is not an experience at the same time. It is not a non-existence. You are there. You cannot explain it. So in either way, you cannot deny the existence of deep sleep. At the same time, you cannot explain the existence. So that is becomes the issue of the deep sleep. Dindaji, is it fair to say that something like Jnana or what we refer as Brahman, that is slightly prior even to existence, right? Like Jnana is even more fundamental. No, no. Jnana, Jnana, the other word is Chit, Satchit Ananda. That Chit is the answer, Jnana, what you are referring to. That is synonym to Sat and Chit and Ananda are interesting. Sateva Chit, Chiteva Ananda, Ananda Eva Sat. So these three are not different, but same thing, which is used as different aspects when the experiences of our, you know, existence is being referred to, but they themselves cannot be brought in under the experiential level. Therefore, they are indicative words. I am. Thank you. Yes, Karen. If we, if we wake up in the morning, and we open up our eyes and we're aware that we're back in the body. We put our body back on as a dress and we have this sense of continuation of uh, yesterday. I went to my memory tells me that yesterday I went to bed. I went to sleep. I had a dream and the deep sleep. Uh, I cannot uh, comment about because it's not an experience. It's not part of that memory. At least a dream is a continuation of the mind. It is a projection of all the images and forms what we know uh, as in the waking. So if uh, I would wake up with no memory and would have no imprints of, then everything would seem as new, as um, as no continuation. We only can have that sense of continuation of that we are getting older if there is an imprint in our memory, because that is what gives us the sense that the body is growing older and we're um, having birth and going to die. It is that the evolution of, of time imprint in our um, psyche. Um, my question is that of question, when somebody has um, uh, that sickness where you forget everything, uh, what's Yes, Alzheimer's. When somebody has Alzheimer's, in, in 
it's almost like a gift then because they have the opportunity to uh, go through life in a totally fresh sense every time because nothing is being absorbed by the memory anymore, right? Yeah, I have I have personal experience because my mother-in-law is my mother-in-law is an Alzheimer's patient, so I have been observing her. There is no memory, no recording of present events. She forgets that she had breakfast even after sitting in front of the plate. After having the breakfast, she forgets the plate is empty. There is she needs food. She has got food in her stomach, but she doesn't know that she has got food in her stomach. So you can imagine that state, you know, where you have no record or memory or anything. At the same time, she she has some memory of certain certain aspects. So that is, it's not a total lack of memory. At the same time, partially, it is, some people it is a present memory. Some people it is a few, you know, very middle type of a memory or some people old memory. Some memory remains, but most of them lose the current memory level. So it is not a blessing in the sense that you cannot call it as blessing because they do not know they don't have memory. If they know that they don't have memory, then maybe it's a blessing, but they do not know that they don't have memory. Yeah, but it's hard on the people around them because they cannot uh, connect anymore and totally understandable. Um, my point being is when you wake up in the morning, how do we know uh, that everything what's imprinted in our memory happened? There's no way to verify that. We have this sense of continuation, but we really don't know that we are um, moving forward, right? Yep. See, this is where the example in the Upanishad is that, you know, the baby calf, when it is born, nobody has to teach it where it, it, it's, it, it has to look for its food. It goes to the udder of the cow and starts suckling the milk from there. Or if you look at the tortoise, uh, you know, small ones, new ones which are there. They know their survival is there in the water. So they do not run and climb up the mountain. On the contrary, they run towards the water. Same way the monkey baby clutches to the body of the mother and remains even though when the mother is jumping from one branch to another branch. So all these things are which is showing that there is some sort of a memory with, which is in the body into which the, you know, the shine of the awareness when it functions that is being seen as that of the, the awareness, but it is not that of the awareness, but that is of the body in which the awareness is functioning or being reflecting. So that is why the example of sunlight and the reflection on the water I used for that purpose. This life is the same one or what we call it as the Atma is the same. All Atma is the same one on the but when it is functioning through Karin, Karin's memory will function. When it is working through Bindo, Bindo's memory will function. That is how we are to see that. Thank you. Hi, Binduji. Can I ask a question? Just a minute, Joy. Jay has come before you. Just let me ask him first. Yes, Jay. 
Okay, the question I'm trying to ask is, see in the Sat Chit Ananda, Sat is that universal reality, the oneness, timeless, the wholeness, okay. That, uh, okay, that is a quality or definition. In Chit and Ananda, I want to have clarity from you or some definitions or basic information about Chit. And the other thing I want to know is, this third quality of Ananda, which is a human emotional quality which everybody in their life sometime or the other has experienced. So how come uh, this uh, Ananda is a human quality which is attributed to this universal one whole timeless uh, Sat? Okay. The Chit and Sat are not two separate things. Anything when it is something is existing, which is which is now that you know Ekamevat Dhim Brahma has become the multiple world or appears as multiple world. There is a acknowledgement that existence is there. Sat is there is an acknowledgement in consciousness. The existence and consciousness cannot be separated. If something is there, it is known. And something is known means it has to exist. So in both the case, Sat and Chit are not two different things. Two different aspects of the same thing when we are trying to explain it. Sat and Chit. So either something is known, therefore it is because it is existing. It is existing means it is known also. So that is how you have to understand Sat and Chit. Now coming to Ananda, Ananda and Sukha are totally different things. What you referred as human Ananda, human thing is not Ananda, it is called Sukham. And Sukham is always triggered by Moda, Pramoda. There are different levels. When you desire something, there is a level of Sukha. When you get it, there is a level of Sukha, what is called Moda. And when you consume or enjoy it, there is a level of Sukha, which is called Pramoda. So Moda, Sukha, Moda, Pramoda. These are the three states in which we have, we knowledge, our understanding of happiness only remitted to these three states. But what Ananda is being referred is the state that when it is unrelated to any objects in the world, any object in the experience, and when you don't have an experience or any experience at all, there is a state of bliss or ananda, which we call it as example, which is like, it is not exactly the same thing. Like when then there is no experience, there is a happiness. That happiness will be similar to a person carrying a load when it is, when he is unloading it and keeping it. Now the load is unloaded and there is a relaxation in him. Same way when the experiences are unloaded and no more a botheration for, you know, the name and form and the effect of it, you are in a state of relaxation or what you call the containment. That there is no up and down for it. It is a state of uniform beingness. It is, it cannot be called of an enjoyment, but it is a, it is a state where there is nothing to disturb it. If there is something else other than that, then there can be a 
you know effect either fear or happiness there were there is no fear or happiness that state is called the ananda not the sukha sukha is when you enjoy with the objects but ananda is where there is no nothing other than that so that state is called ananda yes joy so occasionally during interactions uh let's say you know with vinodji or with you at times observations have been made like you know he'll say no you you do see the truth you do know the truth but i feel like if i have seen the truth then that would change um i i i'm just saying that for the sake of language you know the truth itself doesn't change that's very clear but the recognition of the truth or the realization of the truth would change the experience of certain uh, perceptions of, of the way life is lived again it's not a demand that it has to be that way but this is a kind of a understanding or a barometer that i have for that right i'm not talking about petty things and little things but when one is experiencing um you know physically things or whatever things that are uh, a little more uh, i don't know daunting or challenging or i don't know what to call it then also maybe i sort of demand of myself that uh, even though at times there's still a, a joy and a peace and a what you know have you which i i do see that there are people that even for mundane things are saying that they're not able to experience that and yet i feel that if something was realized then maybe this much also of the pain or suffering or something wouldn't be there and yes i do understand the difference between physical pain and emotional pain or suffering whatever it is but i also don't believe that we are just here to suffer i don't buy that i don't believe that there is somebody sitting up there and who feels that you know the only learning can only happen through suffering alone um or physical pain or whatever so i feel maybe something is to be seen or realized and so to me that's a bit of an indication that maybe i haven't realized some uh, you know the truth wholly and fully um just again for the sake of language let me say in the absolute sense right thank you yes joy two things we have to uh, clarify here the truth is always there right in front of us as the world and as we ourselves we are the truth but when we do not know what is the truth we presume what we think what we are the human body the world as objects for our consumption so when these two will be superimposed names and forms of the world and the individual we take that as the you know status now and we need to find out something which is the truth beyond the world the world of objects and the individual as the i but as per the shastra everything is that only 
only thing is that we need to see the reality in ourselves and in the world outside as one and the same not as two separate things now what what is prohibiting this from happening is that our identification with the individuality the moment we identify with our individuality the world is different from me and we look at the world as separate from me therefore we can never reconcile that the world and i am the, of the same stuff so as long as this separatedness asmat vishmat pratyeya gochara yo vishay vishino that shankaracharya's famous statement of brahma I mean, brahma sutra in you know, the starting page or the starting of upodkada is a very clear statement that this naisargikoyam loha vyavahara is a natural way in which we are all behaving not knowing the reality we make aham and idam i am the one and didam the whole world is separate from me this segregation is the loka vyavahara is the reason why we are having into the transactional world knowing the truth when we learn from the scriptures and the masters and the teachings what happens is that it is just like we have a pond with algae on the top if a stone is thrown for momentarily that algae gives way for the stone to go down and we see the water there in the top of the where the algae is removed by the stone same way when we listen to the masters teachers like any other t- any teacher there will be listening at the time of listening there will be a, some sort of a glimpse or a clarity which is coming but immediately it gets closed again because our mind is going back to the old thinking patterns and that pattern covers the like the algae covering that and in the pond you will see where there is a frequent usage is there there the algae is never formed so that is the place where people are coming always or the animals are coming and taking water and going there the algae doesn't grow what does it say which mind does a manana and nididhyasana that is repeatedly thinking about what the teacher has said or the shastra has said and rejuvenating and going again and again until it becomes a nididhyasana a conviction that that what has been told in the shastra is the reality which you had as a glimpse once upon a time when the teacher told it that moment it, the glimpse was there that becomes a non you know what you call diminishing permanent stature with us and that permanent knowledge when it is residing with us we will that is the time when we will de-alienate ourselves from our alienate ourselves from the body that we are the body and therefore whatever happens with the body and with the world is seen as a witness or as an observer rather than identified individual with the body now coming to the suffering the suffering is of the body all the time so when we identify with the body the suffering of the body becomes our suffering if the suffering has been ours it should have been experienced even in the deep sleep but in the deep sleep we don't experience it a person whose leg has been amputated or an a, 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 an accident has happened he is on plaster or some other situation 
he doesn't feel the pain of the body which he is experiencing in the waking in the deep sleep had it been our true nature that pain is in us this pain should have been there even in our deep sleep state it is not there which shows that it is so purely of the body and that identification with the body just like you know when we are touching a hold thing our hand becomes cold uh, hot or cold same way we are identifying with the body therefore the body's pain is assumed or superimposed on us that i am happy i am sorrow or i am painful or whatever may be the defects of the body is superimposed on the individual but the moment the more and more the shastra dawns on you and you are able to detach from the identification with the body the more free you will become with the pranks which is there in the body now coming to the suffering part which you are talking about it is a story which is of the waker where there is a cause and effect everything imagine the waker is not your reality it is a phase which is being experienced that is you are seeing a movie at the time if you are identifying with the character in a movie you will go through the, either the love or the fear or the harassment of the character but you are not the character of the movie when you are watching a movie but in the waking we identify with the waker whatever happens with the waker is superimposed on us in the waking there are rules and regulations of the waking world just as gravity sunlight heat cold etc all the rules of the waking there is another rule called kadya karana bhava that is cause and effect bhava so any effect has a precursor as a cause which is contributing for the effect now if a good thing is happening there must be a cause for good thing if there bad thing is happening there must be a bad thing it is not of yours it is of the body of the wakers which is there because the rule applies only in the waking the same waker body when you are in dreaming that doesn't apply there because there is a different set of rules in the dream where you know where the subtle body is there you can even fly you can even walk on the water anything can anything is possible but that is not possible with the waker so the moment we identify with the waker the rules of the waker will apply to the identified individual which is not really touched by anything by the waker is experiencing but the identification makes you feel that it is happening to you if it is really happening to the individual it should be present all the three states of experiences of waking dream and deep sleep the only proof that it is not ours is because it doesn't remain with us all the time there are times when we identify we feel it when we do not identify it doesn't happen now how to remain deidentified with that body is possible only when you practice it that is where manala and nididhyasana is being recommended by the shastra that know the truth once you know the truth even like the algae moved by the stone when you practice it the algae cannot come there again and again same way you will no more identify with your physical body or the individual will not be identified with the defects of the body and that way he or she will be freed from the body's you know defects or shortcoming or even good qualities both this is the only way the shastra tells that how to become free and that shastra says it is possible here and now this very moment because you have never become the waker you are never the waker 
you are never the dreamer nor you are the deep sleeper you are that pure satchitananda brahma atma who is the knower of everything when you are the knower you cannot be the waker you cannot be the dreamer you cannot be the deep sleeper you are the sachi for them so when you are remaining in the sachi you can use the sachi strength of the sachi to detach from the association of the waker dreamer and the deep sleeper thereby you can be totally free from the limitations of the body thank you bindu ji but uh, maybe at some other point in time when you have you know more time maybe I, we can do it now but i i think maybe later would be better to just clarify the point that i was asking i understood what you're saying my question is only this that on realization of this truth the way in which one experiences life would there be a change in that i'm not making it conditional because it may not also but intuitively it feels that certain things wouldn't matter or whatever more even more even the body even the pain of the human body or even the whatever you know uh, association with it certain things even on a higher level would not even matter so right now it's very theoretic to say that you know yes one is not the body but if one has to do things for the body at that level that still has its own demand on you you can definitely do that only when you know that how to, how you have i i not i been identified if you can go to deep sleep which is and they are identifying with the body or the waker and the dream it is possible to be in that even when you are in waking that sakshi bhava when you develop and become and that only the individual will know whether he is his body will be functioning and he will be doing the routine job but he has no attachment with the body or the identification of the bodily activities that is purely a personal knowledge and it can it is beyond words to express even for the person from the point of view of that man even if you look at that old masters in our examples like namana marshi ramashna or other things even when they were suffering with the physical ailments in the body like cancer and everything they were talking the truth from the standpoint of the truth forgetting that they are the body or they are not forgetting they have never identified and once they knew what their reality is that is why we were able to listen to them in spite of their body being you know diminished by the cancer what they were going through so it is possible that people have lived and shown that it is the reality and that is possible our endeavor should be to live up to that imbibe that knowledge and free ourselves from the limitations bindu ji is pe bhi do perspective bahut strongly aate hain ek kehta hai ki मैं कहना नहीं चाहती बिकॉज थोड़ा सा इरेवरेंट लगेगा बट इसी यू नो रूम्स में कहा सम स्पीकर्स हैव सेड दैट उनको बॉडी के लिए वो इतना डिसाइडेंटिफाई हो गए या केयर नहीं कर रहे या जो इस वजह से वो ऐसी कैंसर की स्टेट में आई है और वो ये स्कूल ऑफ थॉट ये कहता है कि 
کی کوئی ہام تو نہیں ہے نا اگر ہم اس لائف میں بھی اچھے سے جیے اور ٹروتھ میں رہیں ریئلائزیشن میں رہیں بٹ ایون دا فزیکل اینڈ دا مینیفیسٹ ہیز سو دا مینیفیسٹیشن آلسو شوز واٹ یو کال دا ٹروتھ آف دا اسپرٹ از لو جوائے پیس کائنڈ آف تھنگ اینڈ سو دا لائف ان دا ورلڈ آلسو ہیز اے سرٹن ویل بینگ ٹو اٹ ان ڈس ایز اور وٹ ایور یو وانٹ کال اٹ اٹس ایٹ ایز اٹ ڈزنٹ ہیو ان ایز اینڈ دیر از دی ادر اسکول وچ ول سی دیٹ او تو اتنے مہان تھے کہ ان کو باڈی سے کوئی اثر ہی نہیں ہو رہا اور تو ان کے لیے میٹر ہی نہیں کر رہا ادھر وچ وے ہاں کوئی ہام تو نہیں ہے اگر یہ ڈریم بھی ہے تو اس ڈریم کو چاقو لے کے ڈسٹرائے کرنے کی بھی ضرورت نہیں ہے سو آئی جسٹ وانٹ ٹو پٹ دیٹ فارورڈ ٹو یو and even in the current you know scenario where we can explain that for example when we had the people like ramasharam shabarmam or ramamarshi with the cancer in the shastra we have people like janaka and sri krishna who are all known that and they were not having that physical ailments of the body but they were living with that one as a king both of them were king and executing their jobs as king and that they did they that did not diminish their knowledge so there are different jadavarada there are many many cases and there is a vyada in the mahabharata who is a butcher he 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 was a realized person yet his job was to to make uh, sell the meat for the purpose of livelihood so that didn't stop him from becoming a butcher and continuing his life knowledge is different appearance in the waiter is different you once you do not differentiate these two things there will not be possible to know what is the true knowledge the waiter's body will exhibit what the body is meant to do and that will continue to do what the body has been designed for the waking experience that doesn't mean that in that not that atma in that the knowledge or that that which is now being identified by the body by the mind is not able to de- dissociate with that and remain in the awareness while the body may appear and function in the world of waking both are possible i have i have, I have enough examples from this shastra as well as stories and even in the living beings it is possible so but now we have a certain you know brand image that a snayani should be like this or a or a, a knowledgeable person should walk with knowledge using out of all his pores no that is not the case don't have preconditions everyone here in this room or in this world are that truth only some know that some do not know that doesn't make them change what they are today that is all we have look at it and do you have one last uh, a few minutes thank for, you uh, summer she just came up Do you have time to answer any more? Yeah, one more question. Hi. Okay. Uh, hello, Pindoji. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question. And the question is, uh, it, uh, it, I kind of understood what you were telling uh, Joyji. So in continuation of that only, uh, Pindoji, uh, when a person realizes, uh, gets realized, enlightened, and then, of course, that body part, the person is unattached and all, 
बट आई जस्ट वॉन्ट टू नो बिंदो जी दे बाई चॉइस और वॉट एवर दे मे नॉट बी इंटरेस्टेड इन नाउ वॉट एवर द बॉडी हैपन्स टू द बॉडी सो फॉर एग्जाम्पल इफ इट इट it catches cancer maybe due to some prarab karma or whatever and so they don't have an issue with it but my question is binduji since they are so enlightened are they able to control the physical part if they want to like out of uh, maybe some particular mission or for maybe uh, good of others or something like that i'm saying in that state is it possible for them to alter the physical reality also have there been examples related to that burn things you know whatever will never burn thing it can become hot because of presence of the heat in it but it can never burn down trees or paper or buildings or anything so they in that way the body if it has to go through a transformation of sea dickness age for age disease and death it will happen what is possible within the physical possible limit somebody may be able to do it by delaying by some yogic practices or things like that or uh, but they cannot can never be out of it because the body what is to go through is as i was telling joy is a result of action karma phala so the karma has been already gone through so karma phala cannot be removed all what we can do is how we approach the fruits of action when they come the way we react to that is the only thing what we can change if the stone is thrown it will come down no doubt whether you like it or not all you can do is move away so that it doesn't fall on your head that's all no but you cannot stop the stone from falling down same way whatever actions we have done the result of that karma phala will happen and the way in which we should accept is that if we have a karma sanyasa bhava which krishna says in the bhagavad gita that that i am not going i am not having happening happening to me but i am not going to own the reaction of it let the body go through whatever it wants to i am not going to be the owner of those things that attitude will help you to surmount that okay so uh, thank you bindu ji that answers my question almost and so what i understand from that is the body is like already accumulated karma and so of course what is done is done cannot be undone so that is one thing bindu ji i have one more question but i don't know if you will be able to answer here i will take i will take the answer in some other room some other time also no problem but i just wanted to know about your knowledge about sudarshan chakra about of what exactly it is what does it denote exactly how does it work in case if this falls under your domain i would like to know uh, whenever you can bindu ji this is the thank you sudarshan chakra i won't like to comment because it is coming part of the mythology and practices mythology there is a sudarshan chakra sudarshan chakra which is the you know at of vishnu and uh, is one of his 
tools there is another sudra chakra which is used by the tantric people by a certain shape they do a chakra and that whatever they do both are of not least interesting because both of them fall into the category of delusion from the vyavahara point of view only it is they exist and they do exist from the reality all what is remaining is satyananda brahma neha nanasti kinchana there is nothing other than that satyananda in the whole world anything which has got name and form is a projection from that they have no independent existence without this sat so i would like to remain always in the sat tadeva somya vidamagra asi aitha atmi vidam sarvam sattvam asishyata keto is what is the truth you are that truth let there be 100 chakras 1000 chakras three chakras sudarshan chakra or kubera chakra or another chakra you want to say that they are all part of the projections of the waker it will be valid as long as you are awake the moment you are in dream or deep sleep none of the chakras can act and do any good or bad for you there so on one third of your life if you want to believe it it is up to you but i have no deep deeper knowledge on that because i don't consider them as important to acquire the knowledge maybe so maybe somebody like jadaveda or prasad may be able to answer that okay thank you vendurji with all your permission i'll take leave thank you thank you, you. you. are you on bindu so we see meet on next wednesday okay are you